0: TCF's been involved with the persecuted church in one way or another for about 30 years, we figure. We were talking about this this morning before the service when we were praying for this morning's service. Richard Wormbrand, the founder of Voice of the Martyrs, uh, has preached from this stage. Actually, he didn't stand in this pulpit. He sat in a chair because his feet were beaten and he couldn't stand for long periods of time. When he was imprisoned, his feet were beaten to such a point where he could still get around, but it was very painful for him to stand. For a long period of time. Brother Andrew has preached in this pulpit, and Brother Andrew, of course, is the founder of Open Doors. So we have a long history with the persecuted church. Tom White has preached in this pulpit, and to this day we have people in our midst who are involved with persecuted church ministry, including our brother Carl Eason, who will be coming here shortly to pray. I want you to notice, go ahead and uh, get the house lights up. I want you to notice the flags that we have up here this morning. These flags represent nations where we have missionaries and, ch- and countries where Christians are persecuted, or at least it's very restricted in some way. And so we have a very personal attachment to the persecuted church. Also these banners, aren't these great? These banners, very visual reminder to each of us that we have brothers and sisters around the world who can't gather freely like we're gathering here freely this morning to worship to pray, to fellowship. They can't gather freely. And this is a sobering thing when you think about it. So this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to take this opportunity to pray. I'd like to ask Sarah Dunn and Carl Eason and Sue Wright and Jonathan Beck to come. And just why don't you have a seat. And that's the order in which I'll ask you to come and pray. And Dave has the microphone. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to highlight eight different situations And we're going to ask these individuals to pray, to lead us in prayer. So pray with them as they lead us in prayer here this morning. The first situation is Miriam and Marzea, two young Christian women, being held in Evan prison in Iran. They're being held there just for their faith, just because they're believers in Christ. We want to pray for them this morning. And Sarah, why don't you come? We're going to pray that God will sustain them in prison, spiritually and physically, and give them opportunities for him.
1: Father, we just kind of um just broke in asking for your mercy and for your grace in this situation. Father, these two young women that are... Um, in prison right now and in a prison that is uh, infamous for its awful treatment and um, political prisoners and father I just ask that you would turn this thing around and as with Joseph what um, what the enemy meant for evil that you would use it for your good father we um, we praise you because you are the only source of rescue in a situation like this. And we praise you because you are light and you want to live your life through your people. And Father, I'm just humbled by um, the challenge that these two women face on a daily basis to hold strong and hold tight to you. And Father, I pray that you would give them the grace and the strength to do it. Father, that they would have opportunities of um, great shining Uh, with or without their words in front of everyone that they they go before Uh, Father that their endurance would would be sustained by your love by your mercy and that you would um, break into this horribly dark place um, with your story with the gospel, with Jesus all through the place God, we give you all the glory and honor and praise. We know that because of Jesus is the only reason we can ask these things. And we ask in his precious name.
0: Amen. Amen. We also want to pray for 20-year-old Sandul Bibi and her father, Gulsher Masi. They're imprisoned on false blasphemy charges in Pakistan. Because of their bold witness for Christ, ask Sarah to pray for them as well
1: Father, I just pray for um, for you to be with this father and and daughter as they're most likely separated in this situation. I pray that you would um, begin to work through each of them and and confirm in each of them this the same truths that that they've stood for that have brought them to this place. Father, I pray that they would shine even brighter the darker that the situation around them gets.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: Father, I ask for your mercy again and for your grace for this, these two. And I pray that um, you would give them appeal with the guards, with the with the um, leadership that have brought these charges against them and that there would be justice served but father that you would bring many into your fold in the conclusion of this this trial and this matter thank you father that there would be many touched that there would be many that would fall on their face in repentance like paul and say turn completely around yes from being a perpetrator of the persecution to, to receiving it themselves and to bringing more and more into your light. Father, I thank you that your light is, exposes the, the heart, and I pray that, um, that everything else would move out of the way and let the hearts of these people be exposed and tested. In Jesus'
2: name. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, Sarah. Next, I'm going to ask Carl to come. Carl's going to be praying first for Omar Khalif. He's a Somali Christian. I'm sorry, we'll be praying for his family. He's a Somali Christian who was shot dead by members of a Muslim extremist group when they found Bibles in his possession. Carl's going to pray for his family, ask for protection for uh, his family and believers in Somalia. Carl? Carl?
2: Father God, we just thank you that Omar loved you so much that he was willing to lay down his life. And your scripture tells us precious in the Lord's sight is the death of his saints. Oh, God. Father, we thank you for Omar's faithful service. God, we ask you to protect Omar's family, to provide for every need of the family. Demonstrate your love and your compassion to yes, this family. Sir. For you are the God of all passion and all comfort. Meeting every need through the glorious riches of Christ Jesus. We ask you, Father God, to encourage the Somali believers, Lord God, to break the demonic blinders of the Muslims and open their minds and hearts to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to give them dreams and visions of Jesus, Father God. Save their souls, Father. Thank you, Lord.
0: Next, we're going to ask Carl to pray for a church in China, a mob of more than 400 people, including Chinese officials, barged into the Good News cloth shoes factory and assaulted believers who were present on the site of the fushan church building in linfin city shangxi province and carl
2: father we just ask you to, to give the members of the fushan group lord god the courage in the continuing of their serving that they may count it all joy in serving you in difficult times lord we ask you to teach them how to forgive their enemies and to love them with your love So that the enemy will see the true love of Jesus Christ. And that in their hearts they will come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
0: Next we're going to ask Sue Wright to come. Pastor Hua Huiqi has been arrested again by the Chinese police. In this past year his entire family has been harassed by Chinese authorities. His mother was actually imprisoned and she was released from prison a few months ago. So, Sue, would you pray for this family and this church?
3: Lord, we just thank you for Pastor Hua. We thank you for his family, Lord, who have remained strong in their faith, Lord, through these trials. Lord, we pray that your strong right arm will uphold this man as he is incarcerated. We pray, Lord, that he will be a shining light and a witness for you in that place and that you will pour out your grace upon him. He will sense your presence with him. Lord, we also pray for his family. We thank you for his mother's release, Lord, and we ask, Lord, that you would restore her, that you will heal her, that you will grant her confidence, Lord, in her faith in you, Lord, after this experience. We pray you surround her with those who will comfort and strengthen her and encourage her, Lord. We also pray for the family, Lord, that they will be encouraged to fight the good fight. Lord, we pray that they would be able to rejoice because they are persecuted for Jesus' sake. Lord, we know that this is only by your grace. We can't even imagine, Lord, Lord, that we would be able to do that. But by your grace, we know you can help them to do it. Lord, we pray, Father, that you will provide every need, Lord, as we know many times when a father and a a husband is in prison, that the family has great need. We pray for your provision to be abundant for them, Lord. And Father, we pray for China. Lord, this is a nation who has blatantly ignored human rights issues, and the world has embraced them, Lord, and just... Put human rights on the, on the shelf. Lord, we pray that we will not forget as your body the people of God who are suffering in this place, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that the, uh, the revival that has been spawned in this nation because of persecution will continue. Many will come into the kingdom, Lord, and that your people will be strengthened and victorious. Lord, in every situation. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: amen. Next, we want to pray for Lydia DeGaulle's husband. and He's a pastor. He was killed by radical Hindus during violent attacks in Arissa in India in 2008. She's now living in a displaced persons camp with her five-year-old son, Oved. Sue, would you pray for this situation?
3: Lord, we just can't even imagine what it be like lord for our husband father of our children to be killed by a murderous mob many times these people even witness the horror lord we pray father for you to bring mental emotional healing to lydia and to ovid lord we know you have a special place in your heart for the widow and for the fatherless we pray, Lord, that you will meet them. You will be their husband, father, provider, comforter. Lord, let there be hope that would be born again in their hearts. Lord, let them know that you have not abandoned them. Lord, we pray that you would strengthen their health as they live in this camp. We pray for so many believers that these two represent. Lord, we pray for you to be present with them in these places of dispersion and displacement, Lord. God, we pray for opportunities to open up for them. Lord, to escape the vicious cycle of this kind of situation, that Lydia would find work, that Ovid would have an opportunity to get an education. And Lord, we also just pray for you to... uh, to begin to expose the evils of radical Hinduism, Lord, to, to begin to break the stronghold over the people of India, Lord, uh, and, and bring light where there's darkness, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Sue. Next we're going to ask John to come. More than 20 police officers raided a church service in Tashkent, Uzbekistan. They arrested seven church members belonging to the registered Donham Protestant Church, and they confiscated Christian literature. John's going to pray about this situation. Oh,
4: Father God, as we pray this morning, the battle belongs to you. Yes, stop. And we admit, Lord, that you are a warrior. That you go out with your people and you fight alongside of them. We pray for these people who are arrested and are now in prison. That they'd realize that there is something that goes beyond chains and bars. And that is the power of Christ. We pray that you strengthen them. And encourage them, yes, and that Lord. you would build them up. We' pray for their families, God, that they would pray and that we would pray with them. And like the story of Peter Ward, they'd be set free. We pray for that nation, that the power of the gospel will infiltrate every area. And that the saints would c- overcome evil by the blood of the Lamb, by the authority of
0: Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Next we want to pray about the New Life Full Gospel Churches or Church in Minsk, Belarus. It was issued an eviction notice by government officials and forced them to abandon the church building they purchased in two thousand two. John.
4: Dear Father, we just pray that you would give birth to new, new prophets in that nation. Men like Daniel, who would uh, help churches, Lord, like this one we were talking about. I pray that you'd strengthen them, Father God, those who just lost their church. As it says in your word, we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who believe and are saved. You're the provider, the restorer, and we pray, Lord, that you'd give them physical funds to rebuild this church. In favor, in the eyes of those in that nation in control, that they would be able to worship in peace, God. Father God, help
0: them. Hallelujah. Thank By the Lord. authority
4: of Jesus Christ, we pray Amen. these things, and we believe. Amen.
0: Thank you, John, and Carl, and Sue, and Sarah. You know, as we plan this service, we realize that we have many of our own missionaries that serve in nations where Christians are persecuted, where they have various restrictions in religious meetings or sharing their faith. So we thought through that, and that's why we put the flags up that we put up. And we wanted to highlight those and pray especially for these people as well and for the people that they minister to. In a lot of places what we see is that our our missionaries from TCF aren't at significant risk, but they uh, put the people that they relate to at risk. Uh, Joel's, Joel has told us stories of... Uh, running from the Public Security Bureau in China, not so much because he was afraid of getting caught himself. The worst thing that they would probably do to Joel, most likely, would be just kick him out and not let him come back. But the reality is the people that he relates to are at great risk when he's in those situations. So uh, with that as a reminder, let me highlight a few of these. Cindy Peria, Peria, who's in uh, Nepal and India, Uh, We prayed this morning for Orissa State. It's an Indian state, and Cindy has ministry there as well. Has been there for many years and serving in that land. Uh, Meled and Susan Hanna in Egypt. We know about the restrictions in Egypt, and we prayed about some of those things. And they're in a very difficult place. Chris and Annette Place in China. We prayed this morning for China as well. And uh, their work in Macau is very different from where they live in Zhuhai, the little town, not little town, it's actually a very large city across from the island of Macau. Um, And they do have some significant restrictions there and Christians are very much at risk. You may remember that we prayed for Brian and Elizabeth Degnan in Kyrgyzstan and the uh, new very restrictive religious freedom law that was passed last year that restricts missionary activities, restricts Christian activities, in that land. Um, Maybe one of the most restricted countries, we have a few others that are close to that, but one of the most restricted countries, Brian is very circumspect when he sends you emails and information about what goes on there in Kyrgyzstan because of the uh, reality that Christians are not free to practice their faith freely. Uh, Then I think of Joel. Joel just got back from Afghanistan this past week. In the past, we had Mary Beth Troutman that served in Afghanistan for three years, so we have a connection there as well. And Joel's been to Iraq many times, and so even though he's taking short-term missions, and Joel's been to China as well, uh, this is another area in which we can remember our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. And we think, too, of Gordon. You know, Gordon has relationships with pastors in Russia who spent years in prison because of their faith. And he still relates to many believers there who remember the oppressive communist regime. Now, Russia seems much freer now, but in many ways it's cracking down. It's being more and more restricted, and especially in certain areas. And we remember Dory and Karen Shupak, where they are in their particular area of Russia. It's more and more restricted there and more and more difficult to do the work of the gospel freely. So we remember them. Uh, Matt and Laura Acker in Kazakhstan now Kazakhstan's not actually listed among the countries. If you look at the map that we have over there, the big map and there's a couple updated maps on the table that I'll tell you about here in a minute um, it does not show Kazakhstan as a restricted country nevertheless Kazakhstan tried to pass a law last year and it failed the first time tried to pass a law last year similar to the re- very restrictive law that they passed in Kyrgyzstan so Kazakhstan is definitely at risk if not strong um, in its restrictions against Christians of course David and Heather Larrabee in China we've already mentioned China and the restrictions there and then Dave and Tammy Fox in the Horn of Africa they're in a place where there are literally no Christians there's not a single church and the group that they are uh, serving with they're the only Christians in, uh, in the Horn of Africa in this nation where they are serving now uh, it's, it's 100% Muslim and uh, very hostile to their faith in fact uh, about 10 years ago uh, there were a couple people in the city where the foxes are who were martyred a nurse that had worked there for many many years uh, serving in a facility that they had built and she was killed and the uh, the understanding is from the foxes and from the group that they work with that they were killed specifically because of their christian faith So we have people that we know that sat in the pews here with us who relate to brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who are persecuted, serve among them, and go in and out as Gordon and Joel do. So I think it would be appropriate this morning when we're remembering this to pray for them as well and to pray for the nations that these people are in. So would you join me as we pray for these things? Father, we thank you that you have sensitized us as a church to the reality that we have brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who are unable to freely practice their faith, where it costs to be a believer. Father, we don't even really even begin to understand what that means in our day-to-day lives because we have freedoms that we are grateful for. But, Lord, we do pray for each of these who serve in these areas, and we pray for the nations in which they serve. Pray for Cindy. Father, thank you for the strategic place that you've put her Pray that you'd help her to continue to develop leaders in Nepal and India and the entire Himalayan region. And, Father, that these leaders would be able to serve your church there and minister the love of Christ. Father, we pray for Maled and Susan and their boys, Father God, in Egypt. Thank you, Father, for the tremendous ministry that you've given Maled in the clinic and hospital there. We pray for your Holy Spirit to guard and protect them and make them fruitful and effective as they touch lives for Christ. We remember Chris and Annette Place in China. Thank you for the training clinic and the Chinese doctors who will go into various places in rural areas, and big cities both, in China to serve you, Father, and to bring your gospel. And Lord, in many of those cases, we have no doubt that they will encounter persecution. They will encounter severe restrictions. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you give Chris and Annette wisdom, And we pray for all those they train to have boldness and confidence in you to use them, Father God. Thank you for Brian and Elizabeth Degnan, similar ministry in Kyrgyzstan, as they train doctors and minister to Kyrgyz believers. Father God, we pray that you would keep them safe, but also, Lord, as we noted, we pray that you would keep those with whom they associate safe. Lord, give them great ability to have... uh, Clarity and wisdom, how they relate to others, how they share their faith, but help them to do that in a fruitful and a productive way, we pray. Lord, we remember Joel and Gordon both and thank you, Father, for their ministry as they take short-term trips to very dangerous places sometimes and also, Father, have the opportunity to minister to believers who have suffered for their faith. Father, we thank you for these brothers and ask you to protect them and thank you that Joel returns safely to us this week and that Gordon just recently returned safely to us from Ukraine. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would give these brothers great insight. And Lord, we do pray for uh, the believers that they encounter, Lord, that these brothers would be your tools to strengthen the church in these places, Father God. We thank you for the Akers in Kazakhstan. Thank you, Father, for protecting them. Thank you for using them in this ministry. Lord, we do pray that as they continue to share the love of Christ, that many people would come to know you and follow you and serve you. We pray as the nation of Kazakhstan continues to consider more restrictive laws against religious freedom, Father, that you would allow nothing to hinder the spread of your gospel. We thank you, Father God, for people who are willing to go to hard places. And we think of David and Heather Larrabee, Lord. We think of... um, the sacrifices they've made to get to the field in China. And Lord, we think of the uh, risky place where they are, Father, and ask for your protection for them. But Father, pray that not just the Larabees, that none of these missionaries would be so concerned about their safety that they wouldn't be able to do the things that you have called them to do. Give them wisdom, help them to discern and be circumspect in what they do. But Heavenly Father, help them to... Uh, be bold where boldness is necessary, to be wise where wisdom is necessary, Father God. Lord, we think of Dave and Tammy Fox and perhaps the most difficult mission field of all these. Difficult in many ways, Father, because of the relatively primitive conditions in which they live, but also, Father, because they're the only followers of Christ in that city where they are. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would help them to build relationships with Muslims in that land. And, Father, you'd help them to do it in such a way and with such great wisdom that they wouldn't be at risk because of this, Father God. We do pray for their physical safety, Father, and their physical well-being. But, Father, we pray that your kingdom would advance through their work, through their relationships. We pray both, Lord. We pray for their safety and for your kingdom to advance. And, Lord, we remember Dorian Karen's Karen We remember the land of Chechnya that they're so close to and they desire to minister to as they minister to Chechen believers, Father, as well as those who don't know you. Lord, continue to give them opportunities. Continue to provide for their needs. Continue, Heavenly Father, to use each one of these that we've mentioned before you this morning to advance your kingdom in these lands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, as we noted at the outset, we really don't want this to be just a a once-a-year thing. You know, there's a lot of things we do once a year. We do Easter once a year. We do Good Friday once a year. We do Christmas once a year. But all of these things have implications well beyond that particular Sunday when we mark that. And this is no exception. So one of the things that we've done, and Gordon's been faithful to, keep this bulletin board up here. If you've never looked at it, I encourage you to make a habit of looking at the bulletin board. There are a wealth of resources from Open Doors, from Voice of the Martyrs, from Compass Direct. If you want to pray for the persecuted church, you have absolutely no excuse about not knowing what to pray for. There's plenty of opportunities. There's plenty of resources available. Now this morning we put a table out. The table's not usually there, but there's a table that has other resources, some of which you can take, some of which you can sign up for. One of the things Gordon said is encourage people to sign up for some of these mail lists. If you want to be sensitized to, you want to be aware of what's going on, and you want to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, there are resources available, and you can sign up for them yourself. You can read them on the Persecuted Church Bulletin Board, which is kept updated on a regular basis. We also have some inserts in your bulletin that hopefully, at least for the next 14 days, will give you some focus for your prayer for the persecuted church. And the other thing I wanted to mention is we have a weekly prayer meeting here in the church that prays for our missionaries, but one of the things that they regularly pray for as well is for the persecuted church. And this happens every Sunday morning in the prayer room upstairs. You go up the stairs and hang a right. first door on your right if you've never been up there. And so there's a handful of people who go up there pretty much every week to pray. But if God has put it on your heart to be part of that, and you want to do something on an ongoing basis where you pray for the persecuted church, I just encourage you to attend that meeting that happens every week. You know, this is something we want to keep going. We want to to encourage you to uh, remember our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's easy to remember them here this morning, to hear their stories, to see their stories. And then to, in a few days, as we get back into the daily routine, hey, we've all been there, right? It's easy to just forget these things. But I think God wants us to have a heart bigger than just our own stuff, you know? I mean, our own stuff's important, too. That's why we pray for each other. But when the Word says that we are to rejoice with those who rejoice and that we are to weep with those who weep, surely it must include some of these people, these kind of people that we talked about this morning that we prayed for this morning so let's make this one of the hallmarks of this church that we are a church that cares about people who are suffering especially our brothers and sisters in Christ who suffer for the very fact of following Christ and none of us knows really what that means none of us has really experienced that you know I thought about how we talk about persecution here in America and you know I think there is some persecution here in America But it's nothing like what these people experience. It's nothing at all like these brothers and sisters that we talked about this morning experience. So let me just encourage you. Peruse the table. uh, Take home the bulletin insert. Consider coming on a regular basis to the prayer meeting that we have on Sunday mornings. And let's remember our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who suffer for their faith. Okay, the meeting goes from 9 till right before the service begins at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings in the prayer room upstairs. Okay? Amen. Dave?